Welcome to episode 28 of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will review Light Between Oceans and Morgan, as well as discuss some of the potential Oscar nominations that we've seen so far this year. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing, man? I am tired. <laughs> a yeah. very long night last night, but I'm here. Yep. Hey, to that podcast life. Man, this was this was an interesting weekend of movies, was it not? Yeah, really interesting. <laughs> I think I think maybe you disliked these movies more than I did, but uh, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, do you want to start with Light Between Oceans? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Well, The Light Between Oceans, starring Alicia Vikander and Michael Fassbender. Ozzy, what did you think of this movie? I was disappointed by this movie. Really? All Extremely right. disappointed by this movie. But, um, why? I thought this movie was going to have me on like an emotional roller coaster. Okay. And I was bored through, through like most of this movie. That was, would, it was you, would you not agree that it started out pretty strong? I thought they could have cut a lot of it down. All right, let's let let's just, let's start. I'm just gonna start with positives here. Okay, that's let's fine. But make this movie would be. I don't think I would have cared for this movie if, if the performances weren't as good. The performance because the performances in this movie I thought were fantastic. Michael Fassbender did a great job, mm-hmm. and Felicia Vikander, Felicia Vikander also did an amazing job as well. Felicia Vikander both, stole the movie for me. I thought Michael Fassbender stole the show for me, honestly, because really? he, he did a great job. I mean, and another positive in this movie is that they actually do, they actually do touch on some things in their, in their time, so they really do respect the time period as well, and I thought he did a fantastic job. I mean, he's, he's basically a, a war veteran from... World War One, mm-hmm. and you could still see that that war still took a toll on him. You know what I mean? I agree. And I thought he did a great job at showing that. Um, I think he did the best with what he was written. I don't think his character was written very well, but um, to me, Alicia Vikander was what's the show. I just I, on my positive, I just have written down Vikander because she was that good. Every scene she was on, like she can reach emotional depths that I don't know if any other actress working right now can reach. Like, it's just, you, you, she makes you feel for her in every single movie she's in where, and I know some people are going to be like, oh, she was crying in this movie, which sure, she did cry a lot. But I mean, if you did not feel that the emotion oozing out of her, I don't know what you were watching. Yeah. I mean, and you can't really blame her for just crying. I mean, <laughs> that's what it called in the for. trailer. In the trailer, you see that she's lost a baby. Yeah. Like, how would you, like, what do you want her to do? Like, <laughs> jump up and down? Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, another thing, the char- the chemistry between the two characters, Isabel and Tom, also, you know, played by Alicia Vikander, Michael Fassbender. I thought, again, 
They walked, they worked really well together and you can actually tell they had fun working together. Well, obviously because they're together in real life and this is the movie that started that. So that makes hey, all sense, all the just, sense in the world. Just saying, bro. I know. Like I'm saying, like I know. you saw it on the screen, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I would say is the, like, I know you might disagree with me on this and I think this is going to be an interesting discussion here, but the fir- for me, the first 45 minutes of this movie were amazing. I was sitting there thinking, like, because I had seen the Rotten Tomatoes score before, and I was just like, all right. I, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was like, when is this movie going to get bad? Because the first 45 minutes were that good. They were fantastic. Like, I was invested in the story. I was, like, I, I was engaged with these characters, and I was just really interested to see what was going to happen. Um, so I loved, like, I really, really loved the first 45 minutes. Um, and then from there it just goes downhill. And this is a movie, this is a movie that's like two hours, 15 minutes long, something like that. And the, in, the entire, okay, I'm not going to, we'll continue this discussion in our negatives, but, um, do you have any more positives on this movie? Um, I'm just going to say that the cinematography was actually pretty good in this movie. For the most part. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. Um, I would also say the, um, the, the story overall was pretty compelling. I do think the last part of the story dragged on and on and on, which again, we'll get to, but the overall story, if like, if you take a step back and just look at this story, it's a very, it's a good story and it's a story that's designed to people, keep people engaged and keep people, um, interested in what's happening. So I did like the story overall. Um, do you have any more positives or do you want to move into negatives? Let's move into the negatives. Okay. Um, I know you're going to bring up, um, a bit of a pacing issue, correct? Yes. This movie had a terrible pacing issue, (laughs) very terrible pacing issue, which is what I had the problem with in the beginning. Like to me, you thought the beginning was poorly paced. I thought it was kind of getting poorly paced. And then I was just, and then when we were getting like, and I think after like after they established these two, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, all right, it's gonna get interesting. And then it was starting to pace up, and I'm like, okay, it's good. And then it really slowed down again. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, yeah. And that's 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 one of the major problems with me. I was sitting, I'm just like, this movie feels so long. Mm-hmm. I kept checking out my phone. I was like, what time is it? Like, <laughs> I have stuff to do. <laughs> this movie feels extremely long. Yeah. And then, I also feel like they just try to cram so much like other storylines in this in this as well. Yes, um, I will touch on that in a second, but I I disagree about the pacing in the beginning because, like I said, I loved the first forty five minutes of this movie. But then the problem is the last hour and a half, basically, of this movie <laughs> feels like the third act. And you can't have the first two acts be 45 minutes together and then the last act be an hour and a half. That just doesn't work. Um, I think they kind of just took the story and then took the last part of it, like how the story wraps up and elongated it. And you're just like, what, what are you doing? Slow. <laughs> this is so unnecessary that it needs to be this long. And that's my issue with the pacing. I thought once, um, Okay, because let, let's kind of mention real quick, for people who don't know what this movie's about, like, we're, I'm not going to spoil anything, spoiler free, but I'm going to give you a basic premise. Basically, this guy moves to a lighthouse on this island by himself, and he 
eventually marries this girl and she moves out there with him. And one day something washes ashore that changes their life for forever. That's the most vague description I can give you. Yeah, but it's also, it's in the trailer. It's literally yeah. in the trailer. Okay, but I that I just in case, you know. Um so that's what this movie that's what this movie's about. And once the event of the movie happens, like the main event of the movie happens. I was in, I was really interested in that was still again in the first back end of the, that first 45 minutes. And then it, the story progresses and it just like, the, again, the last act felt like the entire hour and a half at the end. I don't know. Um, and then like you were saying about them trying to cram storylines in there. Um, I think that's, that's a result of just them not having or losing focus at the end because the majority of the movie is focused on Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander's character characters. Um, and then obviously what happens to them and the decisions that they make. But then there's a point in the movie where it kind of completely switches perspective and it goes and, and looks at what happened to this other person and how this is um, kind of impacted by, um, Alicia Vikander's decisions. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But there seems like there should have been a much more smooth way to kind of weave those stories together instead of just completely shifting focus to these characters right after we've been spending over an hour of this movie with these other characters. Yeah, I mean, they, they did that with, with Rachel uh, Weeze's character. Which she because, was really good in the movie as well. Yeah, she did it. She did a good job in the movie. But I just felt that they also focused, like, they tried, it's like they tried to force us to care for her. You know what I mean? Yes. And they, and like, they already had us caring for her just because of the situation that she was in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there's no reason to go into, like, this backstory. Yeah. And it's like, Let's hear about like what what happened to her, and it's just like I don't need that if I already care for her. Like, there's no need. Yeah. And they try and they they just shove. They just try to care. They just try to make us care for her so much more. I'm just like, dude, like relax. Like, we already care about this person a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that that whole storyline with them adding to her character, I just felt like that could have made the movie so much shorter. Yeah. Um, and they tried to make us care, care for her through, um, through Michael Fassbender's character. But at the same time, I don't, I just don't think any of that was written very well because the entire movie leading up to it, he is a very distant person. And then for him to be like, oh, that, like, I feel so horrible about what's going on with her. It just, it doesn't make any, like, I don't think it fit his character very well, but I don't think his character was well written to begin with because he just always felt so bland and I get that it was part of kind of um, just what the war, how the war impacted him. But I don't know. It just something about his character and how it was written just did not work with me. I think it's the fact, I think it's his actions. Yeah. You know I mean, cause I didn't have a problem with his performance me and I actually really liked his character and I understood his character. I'm just like, dude, you just got for war. And understand, like, that you're just trying to make your wife happy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, because that's, that's the most important thing. That's, his wife is, like, is basically the only light in his life that he has. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, understand, like, so I actually really enjoyed his character, which is why, to me, he, for me personally, he stole the show. But just his actions, like, heading, like, getting into, like, this, heading into the third act, I was like, what? 
Like, that yeah. makes no sense. Uh, that's actually, I have that written down in my negatives as well. Just, there were some silly character choices in this movie. Um, like, there were, there would be times when somebody would decide to do something and you're just like, how does that make any logical sense whatsoever? Um, specifically with, uh, what's her name? Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss's character. Yeah. Um, her choices at the end of the movie still baffle me. I don't understand. And I get they tried to tie it in with some of her backstory, but it did not work at all. Because, like you were saying, by that point, you're just like, why are we even paying attention to this girl's backstory? I don't care. So, I don't, I just don't think her decisions worked at the end. And a lot of complaints I've been seeing about this movie is, um, that it was a little melodramatic and people would over, be overdramatic. And I don't, for most of the movie, I disagree, but I do think in, at points, especially with some of these weird character decisions, I get it because people would completely overreact to things. Even Alicia Vikander's character, who I, I love Alicia Vikander in this movie. I think she was absolutely fantastic, but some of the characters' choices didn't work at all. Do you have any more negatives? That, that'll be it for me. I have negatives. one more to throw in there. Just And this is kind of a minor thing, but it needs to be thrown in there. Um, towards the beginning, especially, and a little bit at the end, there's some very cheesy romantic dialogue in here that just did not work. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> I'm just like, what? Yeah, like, um, some of their, rela- some of the relationships in this movie progressed, um, very fast, and it was kind of aided by some of this really cheesy dialogue that, um, See, that was, uh, kind of took like, it away the relationship from felt rushed. I get it. I, I guess that's a fair complaint. I, but I, like I said, I really like the first forty-five minutes of this movie. You're so in love with the first forty-five minutes. I, I am. I am actually. So, <laughs> all right, Ozzy, do you want to score this movie? Um, I'm at a solid six. Okay, I'm surprisingly. I wasn't expecting this, but I'm surprisingly a little lower than you. Um, I'm at a five point five. Yep. See, the thing, the only thing that makes me at a, is just that pushes me at a six because a four is bad, yeah. and a five and six is like okay, goodish. Um, the only reason that it's at it's at a six is just because of Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander's performance. That's the only thing that really saves it for me. Yeah, I think that's fair. But to me, when you have forty five minutes of a good to, in my opinion, almost great movie, and then you have an hour and a half of a boring mess of a movie it's hard to it's hard to say that it's good it's even okay it's just like it exists i I don't know it's it's not something i'm gonna send anybody to um i would send even if people want a good date movie i'd say go see the first 45 minutes of this movie and then go have fun i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's what i got from Light Between Oceans, or is it The Light Between Oceans? I don't know. Yes, I'm pretty sure it is The Light Between Oceans. <laughs> the Light Between Oceans. My bad. Alright, you want to <laughs> move into Morgan? Yes. Alright, Morgan, directed by Ridley Scott's son. Correct. Uh, it, I believe so. I think that's correct. Ridley Scott's son, starring Kate Mara, Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch, um... Who else is in this movie? This this cast is loaded. Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones is in this movie. Dude, I loved her. She's my favorite character. 
Uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> just just because she was on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, all right. You want to let, let's get into our pastas. Let's just start right there. Um, the I would say my biggest positive is the third act of this movie, as opposed to the last movie reviewed where the third act really struggled. In this movie, the third act is what elevates the movie for me. Yeah, um, I can completely agree with you. Because the first two acts, I'm just like, oh my. It was, it was so disappointing, the first two acts. But all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's start with the third act. The third act was um, the kind of thrill ride that we were kind of looking for from this movie. Um, it kept me on the edge of my seat. I was interested in what was happening. And by the third act... Really, in the second act, I was kind of um, suspecting what the twist was, and once it happened, I was like, okay, that is cool. Like, even even though I kind of saw it coming, I was like, that is a cool twist. Um, so that is definitely something that elevated the movie for me and puts it on to more of an okay range, but we'll get there when we rate the movie. Um, do you have anything else to say about that twist or the third act? I gotta say the action in this movie yeah. was actually pretty good for the third act, at least. Actually, pretty good. Yeah, I got that written um, down I was, as well. I was actually shocked. I was like, I mean, when stuff, I mean, like, when someone's punching someone, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I'm just like, God, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> so it was actually pretty good. Um, the action, I was, I was, I was extremely surprised by the action in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm give it something that took me off guard. Yeah, um, there was definitely some pretty good action in this movie. I I wouldn't call it great or anything like that, but um, for the most part, it was well shot. I did think there was a little bit of choppy editing at points for the action, but um, it worked overall for the movie, especially in the third act when, like I said, we were on the edge of our seat anyway. So good action is going to seem even better. So that really worked. Um, I do think that there was pretty good tension at parts in this movie, not a, not even just in the third act, just overall, there were some pretty good, there were some scenes where I was like, oh, this is like pretty intense right now, especially when the psychiatrist shows up and he starts interviewing Morgan, um, which they show at the beginning of that in the trailer. Um, and he's basically trying to get her to react and it's really well done. It, I, I was invested in that scene at least. Yeah, that was actually probably one of the best scenes that they had in the whole And, time. again, Paul Giamatti, uh, this cast, that's another positive I have. This cast overall is incredible. Like, they, this cast is loaded. I mean, Paul yeah, I mean, Giamatti, um, Kate Mara, Anya Taylor-Joy, um, Rose Leslie. Uh, I'm not even thinking of everybody, but the, the cast is loaded. And Yeah, I think the cast genuinely did a pretty good job in this movie. Uh, yes, I do. All right, let's. Do you have any more positives, or should we move into our negatives? Yeah, we can move into our negatives. Okay, I would say the direction of this movie is really what holds it down, uh, or hold, yeah, keeps it holds it back. I would say. Um, the I think this is an interesting story and a great concept that, in the hands of a better director, would have been a great movie. It, and it, it really, the story and the ideas in this story, the themes have so much potential, but I just, the, there were, like we've mentioned, um, earlier, kind of in our positives, this movie has pacing issues because the third act is great, but the first two acts just really kind of are really slow and kind of drag on a little bit. 
Yeah, my friend fell asleep. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she fell asleep. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. Um, like, it's, it's so slow. Yeah, and that, a lot of that has to do with the editing, but I think a, a lot of that has to go on the director. Um, and I would also say, having with the director, the some of the way that he directed these actors to kind of act in... Like, because Kate Mara's character shows up to basically investigate something that has happened with Morgan, right? And it just, the characters were acting all kind of like, it was almost like they were in love with her or something. And like, in love with Morgan. I don't know why. Like, they never really go into that. Um, I, I wouldn't say in love. It was more of like a family love. I mean, you have to... I, I guess, but... No, that's that's what it took. I mean, that's that's what, I mean, that's what came across to me. Is how they explained it. It was yeah. it was a family type love, and at the same time, this is this is their life's work basically alive. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. like, picture Screenfall is actually being alive. You know what I mean, <laughs> I, like, I know we, what you're saying. Like but... we'd be like, that's that's a, that's like that's a little bro. Like that's a kid. Like what do you mean? Like don't 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 mess with Screenfallers, all right? Yeah, so, but like, it almost seemed cultish because they were completely ignoring everything wrong that was happening with Morgan. Um, that's my, like, I don't know. It's just, they were acting very creepy. And to me, when I was going into this movie, I was like, oh, they, they're gonna, I, I was hoping that they would kind of make Morgan a mystery and kind of focus in on her. And that's an issue I had with this movie as well. That again, I think goes on the director is this movie kind of lost its focus a little bit right off the top because the movie is called Morgan. So you would think the focus would be on her and the mystery that is Morgan. But instead, it's more on what is happening with all these people that are working at the facility Morgan's on. And I'm just like, I don't care about that. I care about Morgan. So why do you keep making me think, like, what's going on with all these people? I, I don't know. It's just it kind of lost focus. And I think the way that the, the director has directed all the, like, when it's, because when it's one performance, then I go, okay, maybe that's on the actor. But when it's a lot of the actors kind of acting not poorly necessarily, but in a different way than probably what benefited the movie. That I put on the director because he's directing all these actors to act this way. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. It was sort of like, it ended up being like a cult. And some of the things in this movie made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, the some, some no character sense. choices was, and how they there were. Is, yeah. There is a scene in this movie that happens with, I think, Kate Mara that she does. And I'm just like, what? Are you kidding me? You tell me that this could have happened the whole entire time. Okay. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and um, that ups- that brought the movie down for me. I'm just like, it, are you? This, it this didn't. Movie? It didn't really for me because of some of the things that happen later on in the movie and some things that get explained. But I I, I get where you're coming from. Um, do you have any more negatives? I know you said you enjoyed the twist, but I really didn't care for the twist. Really, I, mean, but it, I loved it. I did it. not care for the twist twist at all. I mean, it made sense in the end, so I'm giving the movie props for it. But I just I, I didn't care for the twist at the end because, I mean, one I kind of didn't care for Kate Mara's character. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's the only thing. But uh, and that, I mean I think the twist was fine. Like I didn't really I didn't care for it. Like this is not my favorite twist of the year. Yeah, I, see, I I loved it. I thought it elevated the movie and even. Like, when I first thought about it, like, as the movie was happening, I was like, oh, what if they make 
okay. And I was like, that would make this movie really cool. And they did it by the end. I just don't think that the buildup really, it didn't help as much as it could have. Um, I mentioned briefly earlier the editing, and I think this is a movie that definitely was torn apart in the editing room. This movie is like an hour and a half, I think a little under an hour and a, an hour and a half. Honestly, I think this is a movie that maybe would have benefited narrative-wise and story structure-wise and maybe helped some of those focus issues that I mentioned earlier if they had some of those scenes that I think were obviously cut out of the movie in the first two acts. Maybe fo- yeah. maybe add some of the focus onto Morgan. Because honestly, <laughs> like the movie is called Morgan and they don't focus on her. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, it's actually, it's really disappointing, dude. It's, yeah, it's, this movie was very disappointing because was this movie on both of our top 10 most anticipated for the second half of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, really that trailer, that first trailer was very good. And I, I don't know. It was just disappointing. Um, but yeah, I, like, and also playing into that editing discussion that, or editing thing that I was talking about before, um, the second act, or no, the third act, which we both agree was the best portion of the movie, um, was kind of like, it just felt like we just got there really fast because like the first two acts were building to something and then it was just like, it didn't, nothing really came of it. And then all of a sudden we're in this action packed third act. It just felt like we were ru- we rushed to it. Um, we just all of a sudden we snapped and we're there, and it's like okay, like <laughs> where was all the build up for this? Um, so again, I think that there was there was a, I really do feel like there was a lot cut cut out of this movie. I can I can agree with you there. All right, do you have a rating for Morgan? It's this is like a very hard one for me. Um. It's at a four point nine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I am definitely higher than you there. I am it, actually. It's it's like it's literally it's borderline. I was like five four point nine mm-hmm. because it was it's it's really borderline for me. But the fact that like me, I I almost fell asleep in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I almost literally fell asleep. In this movie. Okay. My friend was asleep. I almost fell asleep in this movie. And this like it if it takes two. Like this, this movie was so. The pacing of this movie was just really bad. Mm-hmm. It did not. Its main focus was not Morgan, you know, and and just some like there are some things that made absolutely no sense to me at all. And it, the it just kind of like God, kind of like Godzilla. How the mm-hmm. how the end fight was fantastic, but to me it just it wasn't like it wasn't like a it great payoff. Enough. It wasn't enough to to push it at, to just to push it at just like a mm-hmm. decent enough movie. So I, I had to give it a four point nine. Um, I I think it's borderline as well, but I think it's a li- one notch higher borderline. I think it's to me it's a five point nine. <laughs> I'm a full point higher than you, but I, I'm not because I think I enjoyed uh, kind of the payoff of the last act a little more than you did, and. I think that's what this is going to come down to. If you enjoy what happens at the end of this movie, then you're going to come out of this going, that, that wasn't too bad. But if you don't, then you're just going to be like, it, that movie was not worth it. Um, so I think that's kind of how this is just going to play out with people seeing this movie. And I think this weekend is a perfect example of how not to pace movies. <laughs> um, so there is that. All right, Ozzy, you want to move into our Oscar discussion? Yeah, we could we can move into our Oscar discussion. 
All right. Um, well, we're moving into Oscar season, as we mentioned in our last episode. So this time we're kind of going to look forward in to the Oscars and look, and but also look back at some of the movies we've seen so far this year and um, maybe some of the potential Oscar nominations we've seen or even Oscar wins if we're bold enough. Um, <laughs> all right, Ozzy, what, what's a movie that you've seen this year or a performance you've seen this year that you think is a lock, an absolute lock? It's definitely going to get nominated. Kubo and the Two Strings. You already know? Yep, I agree. You already know. That's my favorite animation movie of the year. It's in my favorite. It's in my top 10 favorite animated movies of all time in my personal favorite list. This movie was fantastic. I'm not going to get too into it because we did talk about it. So totally check this episode out. But, yes, this movie was fantastic. I love the animation, the story. The heart and definitely the, the mature themes that it has in this mm-hmm. movie. Um, yeah, I I agree. Definitely. I think Kubo is a lock to get nominated, um, but I also think um, Zootopia is another movie that I didn't like that movie as much as most people did. But the fact is, most people did, and it was very well received critically. So Zootopia is another movie that is going to get nominated. Um, I have I think- little to no doubts about that. I think also Finding Dory will get nominated as well. You think so? I so, think so. All right, we it, can... was, it, it was it was actually well received by audience, audiences and well received like really it was actually widely received by like, just as well mm-hmm. as uh, Zootopia. Yeah, I, I, I think so, it's possible. Um, just because of Pixar's just track record, I think people will go, okay, Pixar movie nominated. Um, and also, it, it's borderline worth it. I don't think, to me, I wouldn't go like it's a surefire lock, but I, I completely understand just because it's Pixar. Um, so do you think we can nail down what are the, what's gonna get nominated animated wise? Because we have three that we're, pr- like at least two that we're sure, and then three, and then a third that we're pretty sure about. So what would be the other two? I mean, maybe some, Japanese animation movie or or animation or it's very possible maybe Moana gets it because Disney's killing it recently. Yeah, I mean maybe Moana can do it because remember Frozen Frozen was nominated. Yeah. I don't know if Tangle was nominated for a song, but I know for hundred percent Frozen was nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I mean anything's possible. Yeah, I don't. Do you think Kung Fu Panda three? I don't. I don't think so. I I'm not sure. I mean, I I want to I'm I'm going to see these movies before yeah. like they they get uh we get results, but maybe yeah maybe I heard that movie was actually pretty good, so maybe yeah I just I don't think it was as well received as some of the other ones, so I think it's going to struggle. It, it'll be on the edge of that discussion definitely. Yeah. All right, let's move into um best actor, and I don't think there's too many that we can go. Oh, for sure, this is going to get nominated. Um, except for, for me, there's one lock, um, pretty much just one that I'm 100% sure is going to get nominated. And that is Jeff Bridges and Heller Highwater. Again, we've talked about this fairly recently, so go back and listen to that episode. But Jeff Bridges was mind bogglingly good in Heller Highwater. And I think he is just a lock to get nominated. Ben Foster was also uh, a great a great, they also did a great job in that movie as well. So I wouldn't, Agreed. for me personally, I would not, again, I wouldn't be surprised if he got nominated as well. Do you think, uh, but do you think they'd try to sell him as supporting? Who, Ben Foster? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I mean, this was not, I mean, there really wasn't the main, 
I, I think. I mean, they, I think if you're being fair, he would probably be considered uh, best actor. But I think the studio might try to sell him as best supporting just to give him a better shot. But I, mean, maybe, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get nominated to begin with because uh, I think we're going to get a lot of great performances coming up in this Oscar season, which I'm so looking forward to Oscar season. Um, you want to stick on to Hell or High Water, or do you want to move on to some of the Best Actor contenders? Um. Well, we have. Brian Cranston for The Infiltrator. Yes. Okay. Uh, I think he's on the edge of that discussion. I don't know if he's for sure going to get nominated. If I if he does get nominated, to me, it's just because he's Brian Cranston. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it was a good performance, but I don't think it was, like, Oscar nomination level performance. Yeah, I can give you that. I can give you that, that argument there. Um, but I do I definitely do think he will be in the conversation. Um, did you see, see Hand to Stone yet? Which one? Hands of Stone. No, I haven't. Uh, maybe Robert De Niro in that movie. Oh, really? Maybe um, it's not like it, 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 we're not even a movie is another thing. But yeah, um, I mean, but I, it does. People have been nominated for performances in bad movies. So yeah, so yeah, maybe I think Robert De Niro definitely has a shot. He actually did pretty good in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I would also, I also want to mention Ryan Gosling for the Nice Guys. I think. If it wasn't if it wasn't a comedy ish, I, I I would think I'd be more inclined to say he would be nominated. But also another issue is I think this performance, his performance in The Nice Guys, is going to get overshadowed by his performance in La La Land, which I've talked endlessly about La La Land. I think I've said it before on our bold statements, and I've said it on multiple social media platforms. La La Land will get nominated for Best Picture, and I think this movie is going to just just mess up the Oscars. I really do think it's going to wreck the Oscars. Um, and we're starting to get some of that buzz out of these film festivals. And I even tweeted it out the other day. I was like, remember as this movie is getting all this buzz, remember who called it first. Um, so it's, it's definitely building that buzz. And I think Ryan Gosling is going to be part of that, um, come Oscar season. Um, another performance coming up that I think could easily get nominated. Um, just based on some of the buzz we're getting out of these film festivals, is Miles Teller in what's that movie? That boxing movie called? Do you remember? Um, let me look it up right now. Um, yeah. So Miles Teller is definitely an option. And then you know what trailer I saw the other day and in the theater, and then I was like, oh, oh my, he's going to. This guy's going to get nominated, or if this movie's even remotely good, it's going to get nominated. He's going to be in the movie Bleed for this. Bleed for this. Okay, that's the Miles yes. Teller movie. Um, but you know what trailer I saw the other day in the theater? What trailer? Um, the trailer for um, Hacksaw Ridge. That um, that Mel Gibson movie, um, starring Andrew Garfield. Andrew yes. Garfield is first of all underrated as an actor. People are like, oh, it's just Spider Man, or oh, it's a kind of dorky guy from. Um, from the social network, but Andrew Garfield is a fantastic actor, criminally underrated, um, because probably because he was just Spider-Man and people, that's all they think. They think of him as, but Andrew Garfield, his performance in just from that trailer, I am so looking forward to that movie. And I think if the movie's even remotely good, 
and if his performance is even remotely as good as it seems from the trailer, he's going to get nominated. So that's definitely one I would look out for. I would say Tom Hanks for sure. Yes, Tom Hanks. Um, Those trailers are selling me. Are selling me right now because I think that story in itself is also a really interesting topic and a very interesting. I mean, and it's, it's about the story about the miracle on the Hudson. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's a very interesting story. So I'm very interested to see like the the dialogue and everything. I think it actually could get uh, nominated for possible screen fl- screenplay mm-hmm. if it if it's really good. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that, and I think Tom Hanks is another one of those people like Meryl Streep who we're going to talk about that can get nominated for even a subpar performance, but it's hard for them to give a subpar performance. So basically every time they're in a movie, they have a good chance of getting nominated. And I think this is another case of that. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, I think, also has a good chance of getting nominated for Best Director. True, true. He is definitely, he's got that pedigree. So I think it's very possible, again, if that movie is even slightly good, he he has a shot. Um, and then I would yeah. also, I would say the founder, um, the founder yes. with, um, Blanking Michael out. Keaton, Michael Keaton. There you go. Michael Keaton has a good, <laughs> I mean, they moved it to December for a reason, folks. They, they know that they're going to, they're going to try to push for an Oscar for Michael Keaton and a well-deserved Oscar it would be. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. All right. You want to move on to best actress? Let's do it. All right. Obviously, we both agree that Meryl Streep is probably... It's highly likely she's going to get nominated for Florence Foster Jenkins, correct? Yes. Yes. And again, we've talked about that performance um, for a long time on that podcast. So go back and listen to our Florence Foster Jenkins review. I think Emma Stone is going to get nominated for La La Land. That's possible again. Um, Because like I said, that buzz is building. That buzz is building. You, You remember... Who told you first? Um, anyway, <laughs> um, one that I think is going to, you might, you're probably going to disagree with me on this one. Um, but I think just based on she won last year in a different category and she can win this year in a, in, in an even more impressive category is Alicia Vikander in Light Between the Oceans or The Light Between Oceans. I thought she was that good. I thought she stole the movie. Um, she won last year for Best Supporting Actress, so I think it's very possible she will get nominated for Best Actress this year. Um, I know Ozzy will disagree on whether she deserves it. I think she does, but uh, I, I think mean, it's very possible I mean, just based I'll, on I'll history. Give you, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you that she, that she at least has a shot, but, I mean, we don't even know... I mean, there's a there's a lot of other movies also coming out. So I know, I mean, I, that, but that we're speculating here. That's what we're doing. So yeah, so I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll give her just a shot, but it's not like the greatest shot. It's like a ten percent. <laughs> Jeez, see, I, I disagree. I think it's a. I think there's a pretty good chance. I don't think it's like a lock or anything. I'm not calling it a lock. Like Meryl Streep is a lock to get nominated, but I think she has a pretty decent shot there. Just because, like I said, she won last year for Best Supporting Actress, and they they stick with what they know a lot of the times. Um, are there any other Best Actress people that we or women that we know of? I I don't know. Um, I, I don't think there's any any other main Best Actress locks or even in the discussion yet. I think that's coming still, or yeah, maybe I mean, even movies have- that we haven't even heard of yet. So. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that Jennifer Lawrence isn't coming out with anything this year. Um, she well, she's coming out with this like sci-fi action movie, I think, or it might not be action, but it's Passengers, I think, with um Jennifer Lawrence and uh Chris Pratt. So that that'll be interesting. I don't know if she's coming out with any Oscar Beatty type stuff. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, we should probably have keep kept track of that a little better. Uh, whatever. Um, I would also. What else? You know who I, for best supporting actor? You know someone that I think is going to get forgotten about, but I don't think should be forgotten about. I'm talking about who are you talking about? John Goodman for Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yep, I can give you that. That was a good movie. Oh my! Well, most yeah, of it was. Well, yeah, I know. We we both have the same thoughts about that. If there was ever a movie that would improve by cutting out the last act of the movie, it's Ten Cloverfield Lane. But that shouldn't take away from his performance and. Oh my gosh, he was so great in that movie. I, I really think he deserved, um, I'm, obviously we haven't seen everything, but as of now, I think he deserves to be nominated. And I think it's a crime that he's probably not going to be just because that movie came out so early in the year. And it's not a typical Oscar type movie, which is unfortunate, but that's how these things tend to work. Um, are there any other supporting actors? I, I don't think so. That I not nothing that straight up comes to mind. Like I said, I think Ben Foster has a shot at, in that category just because I think they'll try to sell him in that category. Yeah, I mean maybe uh, you know Mia Lacunas for Bad Moms. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know maybe next week we should do the. Uh, a Razzies discussion. <laughs> I would be down to do a Razzie discussion. <laughs> we should. Definitely uh, a Razzie discussion. Yeah. I would love to do a Razzie discussion because yeah. I already know what's going on. <laughs> I already know. Um, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Uh, we'll keep that in mind. We'll keep that in our back pocket for sure. Um, as You've kind of mentioned Best Director a little bit already. I would say Jeff Nichols for um, Midnight Special. To me, that was a movie that was completely elevated, as opposed to Morgan, which was kind of kind of brought down by its direction. Um, ten or not ten Cloverfield. Um, Midnight Special was elevated by its direction. That's a movie that is very. It seems like it should be kind of boring, just like this road trip type thing where they're trying to get from point A to point B. But just because of how well it is, the story is told and how well these actors were directed, and the tone of the movie it's his direction is really really what made that movie great in my opinion so i think he has a outside shot because again it's not necessarily your oscar type movie um but i definitely think he does have a shot um and definitely the director of uh hell or high water Yes, yes. Um, I that's definitely a possibility. I, I, Hell or High Water is another one of those movies that I think is kind of going to wreck the Oscars. It's going to sweep in a lot of categories, just getting nomination after nomination. Yeah, the, the movie was directed by David McKenzie. Um, yes, and I think I've already said this about Hell or High Water even a couple episodes ago, but... I think it's going to get nominated for Best Picture. To me, it's as close to a lock as we've got in that category so far. And um, to me, it is a lock to get nominated for Best Original Screenplay. So that is definitely something. And then also, do you think it's possible that it could get nominated for Best Cinematography? 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I would not be surprised because there are just some shots. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I want to move to Texas. I want to move to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so um, I mean, this other possibility of being uh, being that way. As see, well. I think it was good. I don't know if it was Oscar level good, but I think just because the again, I think this movie is going to get nominated for so many things that it could really help it in a category that it's on the edge of. So I think it's definitely possible in that respect. Um, I, unless you have anything else. Oh, one more thing I want to mention. Best visual effects to me, the only lock so far. I mean, obviously probably some of these superhero movies are going to get nominated for that. Like civil war, probably, um, I hope like Civil that. War gets nominated for Best Picture. You know what uh, That's not going to happen, and I don't <laughs> think it deserves to happen. But that's another discussion. It deserves, it no. deserves that, but Carlos. It does not. It does. Are you kidding me? It was Are a great movie, but it's not an Oscar-level movie. There's a difference between a great Bro, blockbuster and a great... Man tears, man. Man tears. Okay, you're... All right, your your fanboy is coming out. You might want to put that away a little bit. Um, Man, tears, Carlos. Ozzy put away the fanboy. <laughs> but anyway, you know the twist in the end. Um. Anyway, yeah, the twist that doesn't make sense. Um. Anyway, best. Uh-huh. You mean like Morgan? Uh-huh. No, that made sense. But anyway, best visual effects. Uh, to me, a lock, a one hundred percent lock for best visual effects is Jungle Book. Um. I need to see that movie. I do need to see that movie just for the visuals alone, but also it's a great movie, so you definitely need to check that out. Um, are there any other movies you want to bring up here? Um, no, I, I think that's it. Actually, no. The Birth of a Nation. We forgot about the movie. Oh, the yes. I know. Let me look up the, the, the main actor in the movie, but I do think that it does have the potential to get nominated for Best Picture. Oh, yes. Um, just the buzz that's been building around that movie ever since Sundance, which was a long time ago. But that movie has been building its Oscar cred for a long time. I think it's going to get nominated. Uh, I cannot wait for that movie. I sent you that poster as soon as I saw it because I honestly think it's one of the most powerful posters I've ever seen. Um, I I think, can't wait for that movie. I think it's going to be great, and I think it's it's as close to a lock as La La Land, in my opinion, for Best Picture. It's just it's not as bold as La La Land was at the time because a lot of people believe it's probably going to get nominated for Best Picture. Um, yeah, I mean this movie has a it's directed by Nate Parker mm-hmm. and starring and, Nate Parker and starring Nate Parker as well. So I think so, he has a shot to get nominated for Best Actor as well because just based on that performance from the trailer and what we're hearing out of these festivals that this movie's been in, um, it wrecks everybody at sea. So uh, I think that that's definitely got a shot. I would also um, bring up a lot of these movies that are directed by big-name actors that are coming, or directed by big-name directors that are coming out later this year. Um, Scorsese's still got a movie coming out later this year, which we still haven't seen any trailers for, so I'm starting to doubt if it's actually going to come out this year. Um Again, starring Andrew Garfield. So, geez, that man is working with these great directors. Uh, we've already mentioned the Mel Gibson movie, the Clint Eastwood movie. Um, surprising that there's no Spielberg movies that are getting big buzz. I mean, BFG, I, that wasn't an Oscar Beatty type movie. Um, so, it, it's strange, but we're going to have a lack of Spielberg in the Oscars this year. I mean, maybe he's busy, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, he was pretty—he was pretty wrapped up with the, with BFG at the time, so I don't know if he was really doing anything after that. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, do you want? Is that all for this Oscar discussion? I'm sure we forgot something that people are going to yell at us for. But hey, whatever. <laughs> I think that's it, bro. Um, what is your recommendation? Recommendation. Um, I've talked about Andrew Garfield a couple times in this last segment, so I will mention an Andrew Garfield movie that not many people have seen. Uh, 99 Homes came out last year. Um, starring Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon. My, I know Michael Shannon got a lot of buzz for Best Supporting Actor for this movie last year. He didn't get nominated, but he was definitely in that discussion for a long time last year. Um, but to me, Andrew Garfield was even better than Michael Shannon, so I was always baffled by that. Um, but this is a very good movie. I would highly recommend it. Um, check it out for the performances alone, but also the story and kind of um, the housing crisis and how people, how it affected people and how people, how kind of these banks abused that. It, it's definitely a good, good movie and a good watch. So check that out. Okay. My recommendation is Brooklyn. Really? All right. Yeah. I that know. movie was actually pretty good. The, yeah. the, the cinematography was good. They respected the time period, which I have to give props to. And I think that. I don't know if that's the name, Sarah, Sarah's... Uh, Saoirse Ronan, I, I don't know, there's yeah. a lot of controversy on how to actually say that woman's name, but she got nominated <laughs> for Best Actress as well, so... It, yeah, she did a great job in this movie. She was fantastic. Uh, she did a great job in this movie. Great date awesome. movie. Yes, and I also thought it cost him was that time, you don't mention that a lot here, but they did a great job. So I have right. to give and now, now both of us have separately recommended that movie, so it's definitely a very high recommendation from the Screenfellows group of people here. So <laughs> definitely yes. check that out. Definitely check that out. It's great on characterization, and yep. it's it's definitely it's, it's a great movie. It's a great watch. Yep. Thank you, girlfriend, to see it. <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> it's on HBO, so check that out. Um, all right, Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yeah, man. Carlos, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. And make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at Screenfellows. It's run by our good friend Bobby, who is not here at the moment. Today we have Tyler, but Bobby is normally all over those accounts. So check that out because he is pretty funny. Um, I would also like to quickly mention before you finish the rest of the sign-up, Ozzy, forgot to mention this before. If you haven't noticed, we are trying to stick to a Saturday and Wednesday episode release schedule. Obviously, there's going to be times when that gets thrown off a little bit. But as of now, that is when you can start expecting these episodes to come out. So keep your eye open for those as we move forward. Ozzy? All right, guys. And you can find me at Castro Ozzy on Twitter. Like Carlos said, uh, episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. So be be aware of that if you guys want to check us out. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please, please, please rate and review the podcast because that helps a lot. Guys, this is Screen Fellas. 